It's time to return back to season one. Wild. Of Jared and Al Watch. It's been a it's been a long time since we've been here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a very long time. What year was that when we started season one? Well, 2017 technically. Oh wow. What do you mean technically? Because I think I think that would be right. There, I'd have to do a lot of clicking through here. Oh, don't to, worry about to, it. To don't figure that out, it. but I'm I feel like timeline wise that makes sense. That makes sense. Um. It has been three years, almost to the day, oh, since wow. we, we last visited Sailor Moon Crystal. Wow. And we're back here on Jared and Al Watch Sailor Moon Crystal. <laughs> 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 this is episode number 40. Whoa. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And we are discussing Sailor Moon Eternal. Mm-hmm. Because those movies finally came out. Yep. Yeah, they dropped on Netflix today. Well, today we were recording it. Almost a week ago when when you finally listened to this. Correct. So yes, May 30th, 2018 was the final Sailor Moon Crystal episode for then. <laughs> and now we uh, now we come back. This the ep- the description of this episode on our on our website has us mentioning apparently we what we thought the the movies were going to be for the fourth arc. Mm-hmm. Do I remember what we talked about? No, of course not. No, no I have no idea, and I didn't. I did not do our due advance. diligence. No. Nope. Whoops. But yeah, May thirtieth, twenty eighteen. Last time we talked about Sailor Moon on this very podcast. Then we would talk about Love Life Sunshine after this. Heck yes, Love Life Sunshine. And that took us down a very different path. Yes, it did. That we're so, about yeah. to embark on again very soon it's true uh so yeah sailor moon eternal the movies representing the fourth arc of the manga this is technically the fourth season of sailor moon crystal but mm-hmm. they decided to split it up into two movies mm-hmm. which have been in development since 2017 <laughs> yikes it's been a long time uh these came out earlier this year January 8th, 2021 for the first movie and February 11th, 2021 for the second movie in Japan. And then, as you made mention, they just came out on Netflix worldwide on June 3rd, 2021. Uh, I believe these were supposed to come out on September 11th, 2020, but got delayed due to COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. So they didn't come out until the beginning of this year, man. <laughs> Three years ago, we didn't know what the hell the world was going to be like when we finally watched these movies. No. <laughs> no clue. Nope. Oofa I had doofa. no idea where it was going, but here we are. Here we are, finally. We are able to discuss these movies. No. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the development of these movies real quick. Okay. January 25th, 2017 was the announcement that they were going to continue the Sailor Moon Crystal anime on June 30th. It was revealed that they would be two theatrical films. The director of the third season, Chiaki Khan, would return as director for these films. On June 30th, 2018, production of the films began. Uh, Kazuko Tadano was given character design. He was, or They were also the character designer for the first two seasons of the original Sailor Moon movie and Sailor Moon R the movie. Which I think makes sense because there's a lot of times I think when you watch this film... It feels like 90s designs at points. Mm-hmm. So that definitely kind of 
makes that make more sense. Uh, originally, this movie was called Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Crystal, the movie Dead Moon Arc, before getting condensed down to Sailor Moon Eternal. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, on June 30th, 2019, we got more staff. Uh, Kazuki Fudayas is the scriptwriter, I think, who also did Salem or the third season as well. Or no, they actually didn't do any, any of the seasons. They had done JoJo before. What? They had done JoJo scripts before. Which JoJo? All of them. All like of various JoJo. episodes here and there. It wasn't like the full like season, but they they have done like various episodes. I see, I see. Every season. Uh, Naoko Takeuchi came is is going to supervise everything, of course. Studio Dean is co-animating and producing the film with Toei Animation, and then they named both. They gave it the Sailor Moon Eternal movie. So there you go. Uh, and then 2020, they basically did a lot of the casting announcements because, of course, you're going to because that's the, into the run-up of the film. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it got delayed in September to January, and now here we are. These films are finally out here, and we get to talk about them. Yes, we are here to talk about it. Al. Mm-hmm. I almost want to say that it would have been better to just say, hey, just, if you're going to watch these films, watch the second one. Because <laughs> yeah. the first one's real not good. It's real not good. <laughs> um, I think going into this, like my preconceived notions is that I don't really like part four. Yeah. Um, I think mostly because like the first half of it, I just think is meaningless. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of retreading of uh, tropes and just formulaic ideas and everything. It doesn't really pick up until the Outer Guardians show up. And I think that's when it actually starts getting interesting. Um, and that the movies, I think, kind of fall into that same vein. Yes. Where the first half is just, you know, formulaic. And it moves at a breakneck speed, which is something I was kind of concerned about when they were like, hey, we're going to make these movies instead of a television season. Because mm-hmm. you're condensing down this arc into... 220 minutes, or not 220, 160 minutes, because these are basically hour 20 minute per film. Um, and if you're doing that with a television anime, let me see here. 24 times 12. Let's go 13. Give you a take here. That's 312 minutes you have. So you're essentially cutting your time allotment in half. Mm-hmm. If we were doing a standard 13 episode run like Sailor or season three was, I will say, I think this actually follows the manga really well. Like the manga itself also kind of has that breakneck speed where it's just like things keep things happen, things happen, things happen, things happen, things happen. But it's also a detriment because a lot of times it's like there's not a whole lot of time to build things. It is, you know, something happens, you're on to the next thing. Something happens, you're on to the next thing. Yep. Yeah, it w- it was definitely just like insanely breakneck. So it means like you don't have a lot of time for like let things simmer or anything because immediately you're on to the next thing and you're just like, okay, well, what's happening now and everything. And a lot of the fights really don't have a whole lot of like weight to them Mm-mm. because they're really not fights. It's just like one person will get attacked and then stuff will happen and then the other person will attack back and that's the fight. Yeah, and I mean, I mentioned this while we were watching it, but a lot of it is just like annoying in a way mm-hmm. <laughs> because it you never really feel like anybody's actually powerful enough to do anything useful. Yeah, that's also, I think, a, a, a big 
problem with this is that we get like two big transformations throughout both movies mm -hmm. um and most of them are just like all right you're weak so we gotta weaken you down here's a new transformation and now you get to do this um and then you're weak again immediately yeah yeah like it just doesn't really make much sense um I feel like it only makes sense if you're looking at this through the eyes of a manga that is released monthly. Where you're getting getting these specific chapters of the story and you have to wait a month for the next one. So it's not like you're getting breakneck pace mm -hmm. if you're reading this at release. If you're reading it, you know, once it's all together, that kind of makes it more problematic, I think, because it just formulates that breakneck speed. So it's it's weird. It just kind of felt like everybody got nerfed. Yeah. And then once you think like they're not, then they get nerfed again. And then, oh, now everything's fine again. Yeah. It's weird. It's just like repeated nerfing and just uselessness. Yeah. It started getting really annoying to me as we were watching it. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. I think the one thing I was like most curious about going back into this is just seeing like, you know, are my thoughts going to change on this arc specifically? Well, did they? No. <laughs> More or less, they just reaffirmed it like, man, this arc kind of just sucks. Yeah, it, it's kind of a, a wet fart. I, I might have talked about this, you know, the last episode we did three years ago, but I am of the mindset that I think Sailor Moon really peaks with arc three. Yeah. And then just goes downhill after that because a lot of it is just kind of repeating the same things that you've already seen. Mm -hmm. um, arc 5 I think especially is a lot of just repeated stories that are just being reused here and there you mean chibi chibi moon isn't yeah. unique and interesting yeah <laughs> it, is, it starts to feel like you're just kind of wasting your time in terms of like you know nothing really new is happening I've kind of already gotten what I've wanted to get out of these characters by this point like yeah a lot of this kind of just feels like, hey, we got to make more of this because this is a very popular franchise and we want to make money. <laughs> yep. So, like, I think if you stop Sailor Moon at Arc 3, like, you have a very good conclusive story. Yeah. And then once you get into the 4 and 5, it just starts to, the quality, I feel like, just starts going downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, I will also say, like, I will give this the benefit of the doubt because obviously, you know, this is a film that was delayed because of COVID and that's going to factor into some things here and there. I did not think the animation in this movie was good, especially for a film. I thought yeah. it looked rough. It looked bad at points. It mostly looked like a TV show that was just being mashed together. Like, it was just like this was a compilation of a t television series. Like, it did not look like, oh, this is a film, so you're going to get a lot of quality, you know, animation here. It's like, you know, this parts of it, that just look rough. And it was surprising to me, because I, I, going into this, I was like, you know, obviously the designs mirror a lot of what Season 3 looked like. And, you know, Season 3, eh, I mean, we have the controversial statement because we don't like the Season 3 designs. Right. And everyone else seems to love them. Yeah. And I was like, you know, they're kind of just doing the same thing here. So maybe, maybe it'll work out considering it's a movie. So they'll have more time to do animation stuff. But like, nope. it didn't really seem like that. There was a lot of time put into the animation side of this. Which is unfortunate. Because like, I think if you're going to make two films of this, maybe that's the problem. They made two films. Yeah. Um, If you're going to make these movies, like you think that you would make them like stand out more. Whereas these like, you know, 
they just look like anything else you would see on on television like I, like the only thing i think that is interesting about them is like there's a times like i said where it looks like it's from the 90s which it mm-hmm. makes sense because this is a series from the 90s so you'd want to evoke that but also at times it just feels like man there's a lot of like cut corners here and just like you wish it was better like this series deserves better <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It's it's butts. Booty, booty, butt cheeks. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I suppose we should talk about the story. Yeah. Of this, the only problem is that like none of these Wikipedia pages have good synopses. There's always like, here's a paragraph. Oh no. But I mean, like the first movie is pretty self-explanatory, where you don't really have to go into it that deeply. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it is like some setup and then just like, let's repeat the same thing four times in a row. <laughs> yep. Um, so this basically, you know, kicks off as, as the end of season three did where it teased off the Dead Moon arc um, where there's the solar eclipse happening. Uh, Usagi, Shibuya, and Mamoru are there. They're going to watch the, the the solar eclipse and oh, something, something's coming through the eclipse. Ah, spooky. And he's wearing a waistcoat. He's wearing a waistcoat. Yeah, it's real weird. Which don't forget, we have to talk about the animation error that yeah happened. Um, so they see that, and everyone's just like real freaked out about that. It's real weird. Um, Chibi is supposed to be leaving that day, obviously, but there's too many people, so she's like, "Oh, I'll just leave tomorrow." And then she gets calls from a Pegasus who's like, "Hey, I'm looking for a maiden. You want to help me?" She's like, "Oh, maiden, I'm a maiden. Cool. Yeah. Here's a here's a cool bell." <laughs> Uh, she's supposed to go up and or get up early and leave and just basically bolts without telling or she tell, leaves a note like hey I'm leaving bye tries to, to leave wake up at 5am yeah 5am what the heck ugh uh, she goes to leave but she's unable to leave because there's a barrier yep she's like well that's weird anyways um, I think this is where the three of them go to the, the kitty cat hideout <laughs> the kitty cat hideout. And they're like, hey, what's up? So there you see like a, a back shot of them and it's it's Mabaru in the waistcoat and then it cuts back to them and he's in like a jacket and his weird shirt. Yeah, his shirt does not fit him. It's real weird. Also, Mamaru is getting the black lung. Yep. He took the he took the he he's like, Man, they told me I need to get the COVID vaccine, so I decided to get all of them at once. <laughs> Every single one. All of them. I got the cocktail. Uh, so yeah, he's coughing a lot. He's he's not having a good day. They go to the hospital and they're like, "There's a shadow on your lung." He's like, well, "That's weird." <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah, like he falls out in the street and they're like, "Yeah, we should probably take you to the hospital." Uh, also, there, a tiger gets let loose in the city, so the girls go off to fight it, and they're unable to transform until they're able to transform into new yep. transformations, and then immediately they are just beat up. <laughs> Immediately. Until um, they get power from Helios, who's the, the Pegasus man. Mm-hmm. He's like, here you go. And then they beat him. That I guess basically... we should have mentioned they got kaleidoscopes at one point. Oh, yeah. They got they get kaleidoscopes because they see kaleidoscopes. And they're like, Mom, we're buying kaleidoscopes. And he's like, all right. They buy him, Then he buys them kaleidoscopes. And I think that's when he falls in the street. Yeah. And the kaleidoscope becomes a weapon here. Yeah. But basically, this is kind of like the the 
the setup for a lot of these fights is that like something happens, they get attacked, and then they're able to power through it via shenanigans, and then they beat the enemy. Like there's yeah. never really any back and forth or really any like, oh, we got some danger here. It's like immediately it, 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 when there's any sort of danger, it's immediately you know circumvented. So there's no like you know suspense or anything of like oh what's gonna happen. It's just like nah, just wait a couple seconds, you'll be fine. <laughs> You don't, you don't have to worry about this. Um, we also learn how like the the Dead Moon Circus wants to basically scatter nightmares and stuff with their little fuzzy dudes that they just stole from Super Mario World. <laughs> They're the Mario fuzzies. Yeah, touch fuzzy, get dizzy. It happens and a lot. Get dizzy, you will. So they want to like steal people's dreams and everything, and a lot of that turns into the other guardians where they have to like confront their dream and everything. And also they can't transform. So once they confront their dream and everything, they're able to transform into a new transformation and beat the enemy that is in front of them. Yay. And that happens basically every time. And it's the same kind of deal all four times. Also, it's weird. Cause like the tiger is let loose in the city, then just kind of disappears and then becomes the, the, human tiger later and it's like oh okay mm -hmm. cool i guess because it's like a a human tiger a human fish and then i forget what the third one is but a bird a bird um they they personify and then have to go and they want to the be gals. human they want to be human and run a store and be an actor or something that's be famous and i don't remember what the fish guy wanted fish stuff he had a fish on his crotch <laughs> he did have a fish on his crotch it's pretty cool um which i did think it was entertaining you're like oh man i wonder which one of these uh shota aoi voices i was like it's gotta be that one <laughs> and you're like you're it, right it's gotta be that one you're right uh also prior to the the other girls getting their their dreams and all that sort of stuff happening um usagi and chibiusa are flip-flopped yes we're Usagi gets small and Chibiusa gets big and they decide, hey, let's not change our clothes or anything. Also, we're just going to walk around like this the entire time. The funny thing about that is when Usagi becomes small, Stephanie Shea just uses her Yui voice from K-On. Yep. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I know that voice. <laughs> um, Yeah, so the thing about that is that like, Mamoru Usagi's in there and he's like, well, this is kind of weird understandably his girlfriend is now a child uh, mm -hmm. uh, well more of a child than she already is um so that was bizarre but like the whole first movie and some of the second movie is basically just like chibiusa is jealous of her mom and wants to be an adult and mm -hmm. like there there's a moment where um usagi is like lamenting the fact that she has to do adultish things um but it the entire like chibiusa thing throughout most of this besides having creepy crushes on people she should not have crushes on like her dad um is just like feeling inadequate compared to her mom right and like i i get it but also like i felt like i was kind of getting like bopped over the head with it repeatedly i just found a chip <laughs> 
I, I legit just felt like I was getting bopped repeatedly. Like, I don't feel good enough compared to my mom. It's like I feel like Ooh. the only way you can do that and make it like actually meaningful is if you make Chibi Usa the prominent figure who defeats the, the big bad here. Yeah. But they don't. They don't. <laughs> Like and... I think I think that's the only way you can make this really work. Like it's the whole I think problem where like okay, I'm gonna get into a tangent here that you're gonna be annoyed by. Dragon Ball Z. Oh no. I'll I'll use phrasing for you to understand because that's how we do things here. Uh the the end of the Cell saga sees Gohan defeat Cell at the end of or Academic Goku for you. Thank you. When he's a child. And then basically after that, you're kind of thinking, okay, this series is setting up Gohan to be the next protagonist. He's here to replace Goku. And then the next arc happens and it's like, oh, we got to bring Goku back to defeat the big bad because he's the only one who can do it. Like, I feel like here, if you really want to like make this whole arc about, you know, Chibiusa feeling inferior to Usagi and everything and like wanting to, you know, really grow up to be like her, give her the ball and let her run with it. Yeah, and I mean, even, spoiler alert, at one point, Helios is like, I'm looking for this person who is, like, under the protection of the moon. And it turns out to be... And it's like, you know, what would have really worked out better is if they had actually just made it Chibiusa. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, so... And I mean, like, it's not their fault. They can't change the story. Yeah. But um, it's just annoying. And also, like... It just weirds me out that she has a crush on her dad. <laughs> yeah. It really weirds me out. Like, I... I mm, this girl gets really inappropriate crushes. It has never not been weird. It's never not been weird, but it continues to be weird, and now I have two movies of it. Also, I'm just realizing, like, this movie is just basically a full-on K-On reunion. <laughs> yeah. There's Yui, Mio, Ritsu... Azusa and Ui are all in this movie. <laughs> oh my god, it's a lot. Yeah, uh, but yes, I agree with you on what you on what you're saying there. Um, it's disappointing, I think. But again, like like you said, like what are they gonna do? Change the story? You can't do that. Like do if you're if you're making a manga retelling, that is the thing you got to go with. And again, I think it's a it's a problem with the manga as well. Like this isn't just strictly with these films in particular. Like correct. This is a pretty good manga retelling of of the manga itself, so it's a problem with that too, not just these. Um, so yeah. Uh, yes. So first, they have to go save Mercury from her bad dream, and she's able to knock herself out of it. And then the girls show up, Usagi and Shibuya, and they transform, and then they're just back to normal. Yeah. It's like, man, wish you guys had thought about earlier when. Everybody they spend was... like there's like five minutes of them being spent like that, and then it's like transforms like oh, okay, I guess we're normal again. Yeah, whatever. Like it's, a, it's enough that like Helios like sees Chibiusa in her like older form, and is like, "Whoa, it's you!" And that's about it. That and... little maiden, <laughs> little maiden. Uh, that and again the Mamaru thing of like, "Oh, this is weird." I don't know how to deal with my girlfriend being a child. And then they just nap together. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So we say Mercury, we're back to normal. Back uh, to our bodies. 
And then they got to save uh, Mars in the fun house because they go to the circus. They're like, let's go to the circus. Yay. Do some some scouting out to see what's going on here. Mars gets saved by her crows. Yep. Phobos and Deimos. And they just turn human as well. Yep. Like, here you go. And she's like, cool. Uh, Mercury, not Mercury, uh, Jupes has to go get, get some herbs. Going to the herb shop. And the herb shop's like, here's some rings for you. And it's like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. And she has to come come face to face with her dreams as well. Oh, one minute. Uh, going back to, to Mars for a second. That dude, I mentioned it several times. He looks straight up like he's out of a like hair metal band from the, the 80s. And it's fantastic. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's apparently voiced by the same guy who did Barrett in Final Fantasy VII Remake, which that's hilarious. Anyway, back to Jupiter and her herbs and her rings. I wonder if this says anything about the design of Tiger's Eye. Tiger's Eye. Tiger. 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 <laughs> it does not. Aww. Who did, who did voice, who voiced Tiger's Eye in? In the Japanese dub. That's the real quest question. I'm like question. Question. <laughs> you know the question. What do you got here for me? This person's in Naruto, but you don't know them, so you're not gonna. That's nothing for you. Nope. Whole lot of work in 2018. They're like, man, I want to be busy. <laughs> And then 2019, they're like, okay, let's slow it down a little bit. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> Too much work. Too much work. They were apparently in Yakuza Kiwami. Oh. And Kiwami 2. I think they're the... They're they're Takashi, which is at the the, the, for, the florist's dumb kid. Oh, that's him? I think that's him? That makes the most sense, unless it's someone else. But they're both in both... One and two, so I feel like that would make sense. That makes sense. So there you go. Not exactly a, a good comparison there, but regardless. Um, so yeah, Jupes beats up the the herb shop owner, and then he's like, "You have a dream too." And then Venus is like, "I can't transform. I haven't told anyone about this. I'm gonna go to this idol competition that turns out to be a weird idol competition where you have to save kids in the jungle." I'm also going to yell at my other girls because they keep mentioning the the outer gals yes. and it's making me mad. Look, you wouldn't have to mention them if they weren't the coolest characters in this entire show. <laughs> I mean, she she just got very defensive. She did, and she runs away. She's like, oh, God, I'm so dumb. I'm going to do this idol thing. Um, I guess this part's more interesting because, like, it does take her a while to like get her transformation going, and then Artemis shows up and tries to save her and transforms himself and has a very weird outfit. Very weird outfit with Hang his on, belly gotta, button just showing. We gotta check. I got the the manga here. Is the outfit the same? I'm just what I'm gonna look for. Cause that outfit is wild. I love that he's just showing his belly button. He, you know what up? You're my belly. I don't know if we actually get a good look in this volume of it so yeah you only get to see it just like his very upper half so you don't get to see how weird it is 
Um, so yeah, he saves her, and then they they're like, "Yay!" Because the other the other three show up as well. But then immediately they just get trapped. Immediately, and that's how the move the first movie ends. <laughs> immediately, and so like that's what I mean is that they get nerved. Like they're like, "Oh yeah." Right. Oh God! Everything is bad immediately. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. So annoying. There is a post-credits uh, stinger where we see uh, Hotoro basically hearing things from Saturn, and obviously that's your tease for the next film. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're in Japan, you would have to wait a month to watch. If I would have had to like wait a month for the in-betweenies, I'd be like so mad because I'd see that first film and I'd just be like, oh my god, this was a waste of time. Yep. Yep. <sighs> However, we get the second film. Yes. Which begins with the mom trio. Yep. Of Haruka, Michiru, and Setsuna, along with Tiny Hotaro. So, like, that, this is the part, I think, where part four picks up because they return and you're like, oh, right, these are literally the coolest characters in this series now. I want to see what they're up to. And a lot of it's just, like, they're just, you know, living life, doing their own thing, raising Hotaru. Also being concerned that something messed up is happening. But it's being, you know, the coolest characters in this series. <laughs> and also just, you know, being a family of dad mom mom kid and the god of death yes <laughs> casually also yeah. i've looked it up and that is in fact the same outfit that is in the manga and oof it's a mistake <laughs> it's a mis like i didn't even notice the fact that he has like garters from his shirt that clip onto his pants and it's also like crisscross underneath that. It's a it's a mess. It's a hot mess. I know Naoko Takoichi basically took a lot of like inspiration and sometimes just like copying from fashion from that time period. Could have left this one. Could have left this one on the cutting room floor. <laughs> it is that fashion from this time period? I I it's a good question. Cause oh that, boy. Oh, it's a mistake. Also, it sure it is a look. It might have a boob window. I think it has a boob window. It's entirely possible. Oh, it definitely has a boob window. There's so many mistakes happening with this. Anyway, moving on. So yeah, we just hang out with with the mom trio. Everything. Uh, Michiru has violin lessons for little kids, and then Hotaro does hers, and she just lets ghosts come out. So it's like cool, spooky ghosts, and the ghosts are of Pegasus and Chibiusa. So she sees those ghosts and then runs after them, and the kids are like, "Ah, ghosts!" <laughs> and then Ohotra was like, "Pegasus is gonna die." Real messed up. And then Bishiru just like walks up behind her, is like, "Hey, you okay?" She's like, "Huh? huh, huh. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, <laughs> what's going on?" <laughs> uh, and then after that, we see Hotaro uh, just basically playing with like a weird galaxy that you can just did, summon did you mention the fantastic outfit in the moment that i was out the fantastic outfit with the like one single button button oh up. haruka just like having her her dress shirt with one button that she just wears the whole time like the best part is like before all this like there's a part where beecher is in the like a shop or something and a fan comes up to her haruka's like 
oh, she's with me. Hmm. She just has the one button still. That's that's what I was mentioning when I got cut out was that it was such a power move that she just like came up and was like, hey, with me. Hello. Thanks for the flowers. And she was like, no, no, I got, I got these myself. She's like, oh, okay. I guess. And then Michiru gets to drive for some reason. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they hang out with like the weird, I don't know, galaxy thing that Hotaru has, and then this is where Harker like loses the button. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm just I'm I'm gonna let this breathe. <laughs> Here are my boobs. Everyone gets to see him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Ezra's like, oh, we're, look at look at the moon, the Earth. It's all dark now. Moon's real real weird. That's that's messed up. Anyways, guess it's time for bed. <laughs> Woo. Um. Hotaro gets ready for bed, and then actual Saturn shows up and is like, hey, I'm going to sleep inside you. Things are real messed up right now. You got to awaken. We got to get you back in fighting form. And little Hotaro's like, all right, I guess. Right. I'm just going to read some uh, some literature in <laughs> the bath. Um, I, wonder, I wonder if in the manga it shows. It does not show in the manga what she's reading, but in the the... Oh, it actually does. It's um, the collected po- poems of Yeats. Amazing. W.B. Yeats. Because when you're a child, you just read poetry in the bathtub. <laughs> As you do. Because that's just the thing. I mean, with her, her bomb trio of parents who are like high academic, mm-hmm. musician, mm-hmm. and race car driver. <laughs> in Africa. <laughs> You know, you got to do what you got to do. You read yeah. Irish poetry. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes you just got to do that. You know, greatness begets brain- greatness. Mm-hmm. And that's say. what's happening here. Yeah. So basically she does that and then awakens and then go- comes to the uh, the other three and is like, it's time to get to work. <laughs> like, let, me, let me, I'm like, quote, I, Einstein here. And here's yep. some cool things. All right. We got to go to work. The prince and princess are in danger. <laughs> yep. So that's like the first like 15 minutes of the film. And I was like already like, oh, I'm good. I'm on board now. Let's go. <laughs> this film's good again. <laughs> Except for, yeah. Um, So they transform and everything. And then they basically just like teleport to where the other four were kidnapped at the, or not kidnapped, but just trapped at the end of the last movie. And just basically just wreck stuff and are like, hey, what's up? We're here. We're here to save you. You're just good now. Just destroy everything. The other's like, how are you here? What happened? And they're like, well, you know, we were doing our thing, raising the kid, and then we got these weird premonitions. Like, Setsuna was, you know, in the uh, observatory. Michiru was playing a concert in Vienna. And Haruka was having a Formula One race in Africa. Yep. <laughs> she was at the start line. She's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a race. Man, this is going to be the weird F1 nerd in me. But okay. I would love to see like someone fantasy write a story of Haruka as a Formula One driver in the early 90s. Because <laughs> there's a lot of weird characters from Formula One in the in the early 90s that I think she would go, she would mesh well against. <laughs> um. Once again, whenever I hear the word race, my brain just goes to the racing song from home movies and literally every time I hear that word, that's where my brain goes. You introduced me to that song uh, when we were taxi driving in Yakuza 5. I did! And I'll race. <laughs> so now I know it's great. It. 
Yay! So there, so there is that. Um, so basically, they show up, they kick some butt, save the girls, and are like, everyone's like, "Why are you here?" Like, okay, we blah blah blah. Like you just explained. Also, you know, the prince and princess are in danger, and the other girl's like, "What?" It's like, They're "How do danger. you not know this? You should be, you should be the first people who know this." Yep. It's like, ah, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so they have to fight. They fight more of the uh, the Amazon quintet. Basically, just like fly them off and everything. Not fly them off, but just like fight them <laughs> off. And fly them. They just off. yeet them away. <laughs> oh man! As you do, um, mm-hmm. and then basically just regroup and are like, okay, we need to chit chat about stuff. And what's going on with the prince and princess? Figure out what's going on here. Which is what they uh they come together to do. Um there's also a point I think in the first movie where Mamaru's like, Usagi, you gotta get away from me. You don't want my illness. Except he doesn't tell her about the illness, which <sighs> it is not a Sailor Moon Crystal episode of Jared and Now Watch if we do not mention <laughs> that communication is the key. Yes. To healthy relationships. Yes. Which you would think this point in the story, these two would know. Yep. (laughs) But eventually, like, he just, like, he Tasmanian devil coughs in front of them and just, like, (laughs) spews blood everywhere. And then he's like, oh, by the way, I got this curse on me. So she knows about that now, but also now she's afflicted with the the coughing curse. She has got the COVID. The Tasmanian devil cough made me lose my mind. Kudos to Robbie Damon for deciding that the way to immediately cough was to go blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like he's the Tasmanian <laughs> devil. I was laughing so hard it made Loki mad. <laughs> oh man, and now I'm laughing again and it's making him mad again. <laughs> he's like, stop laughing, stop having fun. <laughs> no fun allowed. This is the no fun zone. <laughs> It really was a Tasmanian devil cop, though. It's really dumb. Um, and then I was saying something about like putting hydrogen peroxide on. You're like, oh god, that's gonna hurt. It was like, no, on on the fabric. I thought you meant like on his wounds or something. Like, oh, just pour some (laughs) hydrogen peroxide on. I was like, no, that's gonna burn. He doesn't have any outside wounds. You have to pour it in his. I don't look. That's immediately what I thought because I saw. I was thinking blood, hydrogen peroxide, and I was like, oh no, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna really hurt. No, it's how you clean blood off fabric. I think once everyone gets together, that calls forth uh, Usagi, Chibiusa, and Mamoru to come find them, essentially. Mm-hmm. And like they're just like hacking up a lung as they they get there. Yay! And then eventually they show up and are like, "Hey, what's going on?" What's up? Also, I think at this point, or at some point, once they reunite, Shibusa and Saturn run off to confront the Amazon quintet and then get sucked up into shards of glass. Which also, I think by this point, we learn about the main villains of this arc, which are Zirconia, who's just a weird Dragon Ball-looking lady. The design yeah. is very Toriyama-esque, and it's very... It freak. It weirds me out. Yeah, I don't um, like it. And then Queen Nahalenia... Um, I will say that the lady who voices Zirconia, mm-hmm. you would, you might also know this, but or have caught up on this, but like her, the way she voiced that character felt just seemed very familiar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who is this lady? Because I've probably heard her and stuff. 
She was the voice of Rita Repulsa in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay, that's definitely the voice. Uh, she's also Inya and in JoJo. Ah, so that's see, also that makes a, sense. Also one. She just she voices the old ladies. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that, that makes a ton of sense. Um, but yeah, the kiddos get sucked up into glass shards and are taken away into the mirror world where the queen lives. She's like, I live in a mirror. I'm the girl in the mirror that Kasumi sings about. That's a good song. I'm also the stand ability. <laughs> yeah, I did make an enemy stand joke at one point. Uh, so the rest of them have to like figure out, okay, what's going on? What do we do? Because the rest of the like, the city and everything is like just desolate and dark and everything. Um, Kamarocho. Yeah, everyone's just beating each other up. So yeah, it's Kamarocho. There's uh, trash everywhere and booze everywhere. It's a mistake. Usagi and Mamoru get sick again, and then they just start losing energy and just morph into child versions of themselves. So Helios shows up and is like, I'm going to take these two and peace out. Yep. And he takes them to wherever he lives. <laughs> um, I don't know if that, any of these places have where he is from. I thought it was Elysian. Elysian. I could um, I could not I knew it was an E word I could not remember what it was that was my problem. Which they say it Elysian and other different ways, but again um, I will I will I will put that down as a COVID thing because I'm yeah. assuming a lot of this was remote voice acting, yep. and that's so. probably going to be a little bit of a pain to get everyone on the same page in terms of pronunciation. I agree. So. Um, there's but yes, the, that oh, was a thing. Oh, there's also the the kid kid version dream of them of like. Hey, how do you like your eggs? I want an omelet. Too bad you're having French toast. <laughs> I did your homework. I did your math homework, and I put all your ba- your books in your bag. I just want to walk to school with you. Yay, yay, my, yay. My dream is to marry you. And then Usagi wakes up and is like, dang it. It was a dream. Um, Helios shows them Elysian, which is, I guess it's in the internal parts of the earth. Apparently. And there's a shrine there where he basically resides, and there's two priestesses who are there. And this is also basically where Mamoru is from, because he's, you know, Prince Endymion and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all in ruin because uh, the queen has, like, sucking all the powers out of it. Because she's also captured Helios and everything. Got him in a cage. Um, but they're able to regain their, like, original forms because of because they're there. And there's, like, a little bit of uh, power left to give them their forms back. Mm-hmm. So they get all that info dump and then basically are sent back. Yep. And then they're like, hey, we got a golden crystal. The golden crystal, which is basically Mamoru's version of the silver crystal that he has. But they're like, we got it. You got to get it out. And they're like, oh, we don't know where it is. And Usagi's like, probably just inside you. Like, you know, my crystal is inside me. So I guess we can just probably just figure that out. (laughs) He's like, okay. We we were joking. She was going to have to like dig in his organs, find it. (laughs) This Tasmanian devil cough. We'll get through it. It's fine. <laughs> Turn your head and cough. Yep. So they, they get sent back and then they were like, they kind of relay everything back to the others and everything. So they, so Usagi runs into the mirror, meets up with the queen and then sees uh, the shards of glass and also the balls of the Amazon quintet are in now. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh no, that's bad. I got to fight you. And... She looks like she wins, but uh, and they're able to destroy the mirror and everything. But then uh, Zirconia shows back up and is very big, and then just like 
has a mouth on her shirt on her jacket or cloak or whatever and then shoots like giant energy beams at Usagi and Mamoru and takes their crystals and it was like hey you're very high up in the air and you have to shoot these things all the way to us you probably could dodge these yeah <laughs> so the silver crystal gets taken and gets purple crystallized purple crystallized by millennia um, I did like the pretty kaleidoscope art though yeah, so they get like sucked into, or Usagi tries to do an attack, her kaleidoscope attack, whatever it's called, um, and basically gets reflected back at them. So they're stuck in like a kaleidoscope area, which is a cool look. It's, it was pretty. Um, we get backstory on the Helenia, and she basically was evil, who was in the 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 depths of the moon, who showed it's up. Basically, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, she showed up when Usagi was born. And was like, why didn't you invite me? And everyone's like, you're the devil. <laughs> She's like, well, that's rude. <laughs> and then it, Queen, it is kind of rude. Yeah. And then Queen Serenity is like, all right, well, you got to go. <laughs> See ya. And so just she zaps curses. her away. Yes, she curses uh, the Moon Kingdom and everything, Silver Millennium. She's like, oh, my curse worked. Ha ha ha. And then like it cuts immediately to Mitru is like, that's not how curses work. <laughs> Yeah. It was just a lot of coincidences that kind of happened here. Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Get out of here. Uh, so, yeah, it's basically, it's another form of, hey, you are being powered down, and now we're going to power you back up. Mm-hmm. So you get, so everyone gets a new transformation. We see the debut of Eternal Sailor Moon. And the weird transformations into, like, evening dresses at one point? Yeah, so just like, okay, cool. I don't know what that's about. But I guess. And then they just transform back into like their, their normal sailor outfits. Yep. Uh, Mamoru is able to pull out his golden crystal. And he's like, <laughs> have some power. Here you go. So everyone powers Sailor Moon up and she's able to defeat Nahalania. He sure does give her his power, all right. He sure does. He's good at that. He's very good at that. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. I kept having to correct them about the chastity chalice every time they would talk about it. I was like, oh, no, that's that's a chastity chalice. Come on, get the name right. (laughs) Uh, so, So they're able to defeat her. Everyone gets the dresses again. Yep. And then everything just turns back to normal. Everything's all hunky-dory. But then they have to go find Helios. And Shibiusa is very sad and cries on him until he wakes up because he died. Yep. But then he wakes back up and he's like, Little maiden, why are you crying? <laughs> I'm happy. He's like, good job. Yay, I'm alive. Look at my trusty steed. And she's like, oh my goodness, a horse. <laughs> He takes You're like him, a knight on a white steed. Yeah. He takes him back to, I guess, the actual parts of Earth, not the inner parts of Earth. And then yeah. he's like, well, see you later. Um, but also, uh, he, I think Usagi has him reform the Amazon Quintet. And then they become outer, outer sailor guardians, I guess. Mm-hmm. And are basically going to be the, the guardians for Chibiusa later. Which... I did not realize that that was the case. I didn't remember that, but 
Yay. I I knew that was a case. I just did not know if it was this arc or the next arc. I did not remember it at all. Um, also, like, Helios at one point, it's like, Chief Yusa is the one I was looking for. I can't wait for you to grow up. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Get out of here. Yikes. Yeah, she does also smooch him, which I guess, like, they smooch twice in this movie. And I'm like, ooh. 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 But, yeah. Helios is, is alive and has a horse and she uses like, oh my god, there's a horse. I already had a big crush on you, but now you have a horse too? Oh. That's basically what happened. Apparently Naoko Takoichi hates Helios' clothing. <laughs> really? She said uh, she was dissatisfied with Helios' clothing design, having created his outfit in a hurry because it was easy to draw and she was pressed for time. She describes the result as ugly and a disaster, commenting that oh, the no. character inherited his irresponsible ways from herself. Oh, no. Cool Rip. and cool. I wonder if she Rip. says anything about Artemis' terrible design. <laughs> oh, God, that design's awful. No. Rip. Unfortunately not. Um, so yeah, uh, Helios goes away and then everyone is all hunky dory. There isn't really like a tease for part five. Mm -mm. So I wasn't sure if they actually would do or not because they have not said anything one way or the other if they're going to do that. I'm guessing it'll depend on if these movies are successful or not. Yeah. But if they're getting Netflix money. It's possible. It's, pro it's more possible than, than not because... That Netflix money is deep. Them deep pockets. Mm -hmm. uh, this is to say that the first film debuted at 9 out of top out of 10 at the weekend box office in Japan. Uh, and ranked 6th in Filmmark's first day satisfaction ranking with a score of 3.46 out of 5. <laughs> oh. Which, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that is the Dead Moon arc. I will say that um, the original anime brought Nehalenia back. For the fifth mm -hmm. season? Like, she was, like, the first antagonist of the the fifth season. Weird. Like, she's back immediately. Um, and then I, some other stuff happens, probably, but I just don't remember. Because I don't, I don't remember if I watched all of season five or not. But, yeah, there's that. But she's she's dead now. She's dead dead. And dead then dead. We will eventually, I assume, go to part five at some point, whether it's movies or a TV season. Also, it was kind of weird because when she was like dying, she kind of like turned into the old lady looking thing. I wonder if it's just supposed to be implied that it's the same. I think that was the situation, but yeah. I was like, oh, hey, that's just the old lady. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Because she was very adamant that she was beautiful. Repeated it many times. I mean, she had her hammerhammers out. Yeah, she did. Whoa. She's like, look at my hammerhammers. Harka had hers out too, so. I mean. That's Haruka for her. She would. She doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Haruka's just like power moves, yo. She's the coolest character, so of course. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I guess eventually, season one of Jared and I watch might come back, depending on what happens. And to a conclusion. Woo. Um. So I guess. With the context of watching this film and everything, uh -huh. and how we've seen how this works and everything, and you know, thoughts on part five aside and everything, how do you think they should do the fifth and final arc? 
Like, do they should they just do movies again, or should it be like a television series? Um. Okay, so I want to be real with you. Mm-hmm. The most that I remember about Part Five is that it was the musical that I went and saw in theaters. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, like the the musical Sailor Moon that I went and saw was based on Part Five. And, um, like, the musical part of it was pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, the arc is, is pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you could probably keep it, like, film length. Because, I mean, the, the musical was, like, a theater play. So, I mean, it was... Two hours-ish? Yeah, two hours-ish. Um, and they got, like, the major beats out of the way, and it was fine. Yeah. Um. And I don't think you're really going to miss a whole lot if you do it that way. I'm also not sure it's going to feel as breakneck as this one did. Um, but I so could I think, be wrong. I think the thing I remember most about Arc 5 is that it introduces the, the three new characters. Uh, Starlights? Is that what they're called? I think so. It's the three like pop idol dudes that are actually ladies. Yeah, the androgynous well, characters. Spoiler alert. Um, bu- 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 bum. yeah, the Starlights. You're right. Yeah, um, yeah, so those are there, thing. and then basically immediately they just have Mercury, Mars, Jupes, and Venus just GTFO and get the heck out of here. And it's a lot of just more of Usagi dealing with stuff with Chibi Chibi Usa. <laughs> yeah, Chibi Chibi. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's what I remember. So yeah, I don't know how like. Again, like I haven't reread part five in a while because I just don't really like it. Um, So I don't know how, like, if it would be very breakneck like this was. But at the same time, like, looking at these two films, I'm just like, man, do I want to watch another two movies of arcs I don't really like that could just be, you know, not as well animated and just kind of just go super fast where nothing feels like there's any weight to it. But at the same time, like is dragging it out into a television series going to really make a difference, make a difference or help anything. So yeah, that's, that's my question. So it would probably make the most sense just to do movies again. Um, But I would be very curious to see if it would take them as long as they did with these. Yeah. Considering they actually now have like, you know, they have the formula and everything to do movies if they want. Mm-hmm. So, I'd be very curious to see. And I guess after that, I guess it'll be, we'll have to see if they decide to adapt uh, Sailor V or not. Oh. Or any of, like, the the side story mangas. Right. Which I would doubt. I would assume they'll just stick with the, the mainline series. But... I think it would be cool to get a Sailor V something. Yeah. Considering that's the one that's like never had anything outside of the uh outside of the manga. Right. But OVA. OVA. Yeah, you could probably do an OVA of it. But yeah. It's gonna be curious to see. Like I wonder how long they will wait to to talk about if they want to do a, a fifth arc or not. Because usually they've been doing these uh announcements in june mm-hmm. which oh yeah it is june 
It is June right now. Right. So I guess maybe we will see at the end of the month if they decide to talk about, hey, we're going to do another movie or not. Or or if it'll just be like, hey, we will continue Sailor Moon Crystal. Yeah. One of those types of dealios. But for now, we are... We're fully caught up. Mm-hmm. Again. <laughs> Again. And we just have to wait and see if we get any more I would assume so like I don't think this is going to be the end but again you never know with how anime stuff is anymore so there you go that is Sailor Moon Eternal the movie Al do you have any final thoughts you want to give to the people or are you just like eh I'm done (laughs) Uh, I'm mostly done yeah okay I can't think of anything so yeah great Brain full of Tasmanian devil cough. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to wrap up this episode. We will, you know, we'll reconvene at some point. It might be another couple of years, given how these things tend to tend to be. So who knows? It's a big old question mark of all things. Uh, but yeah, that's going to wrap up this episode. If you would like more from us, head on over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Checkup OVA. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you would like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. And you can buy our books, One Shining Moment, A Critical Analysis of Love Life Sunshine and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. So that'll that'll put a wrap on Sailor Moon Crystal for the time being. But next week, we return to the world of Inuyasha. Inuyasha. And continue that journey for a few more weeks until we have to stop again. <laughs> you know, I made the mistake that I'm wearing my Inuyasha pants to record the Sailor oh, Moon Oh, you fool. And, and I wore my Sailor Moon pants the other day to record Inuyasha. You goofed on both right. counts there. I did, I did, I did. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll end up leaving the world of Inuyasha for uh, quite a bit. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll we'll break down exactly when that is and everything. But yes, next week, we return to Inuyasha for Season 1, Episode 23. Jared and I watch Episode number 23 of Inuyasha called... Is this the right one? Yes. Kagami's Voice and Kikyo's Kiss. Yes. 